Support for Eagles Enemies is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 2.0, very similar to how we hope Howie Roseman has sat down with this Eagles front office and constructed the ultimate roster. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes. So you can take a longer, you can shave for the duration of one and a half football games. That simple. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology that's about as fast as the Eagles wide receivers will be running down the field all season long catching passes from Carson Wentz. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by the simple USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Like I said, get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code USP. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into Season 3, Episode 1 of Eagles Enemies. Presented by Underground Sports, Philadelphia. Reach out, it could be better than a fantasy. I got my levels out of place last night was a long one Looking for a quick fix, looking for a shortcut But if I want a game plan for the long run What do I bring to the table, said dumb luck There's a good chance the last thing I pick up Will show up in my sleep and crash all my dreams With some shit I won't repeat Cause it's not what I'm proud of Some heaviness, some pettiness, some things I'm ashamed of Alright ladies and gentlemen It is season 3 of Eagles Enemies right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia, I am super excited. Eagles football is right around the corner and very excited to get this seasonal show back up and running. And what better way to kick off Washington week than with one of our favorite guests, the one and only Lake Lewis Jr. joins me on the voice line now. Lake, welcome back to the show. It's absolutely insane that uh, we are in year three of you coming back on the podcast time flies when you're having fun uh but welcome back how's it going man it's football season 
Oh, well, thanks for having me back on, my friend. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's exciting times. You know, just uh, the country needs to see something different. You know, we've been being entertained with basketball. I think the NBA playoffs have been doing well in the bubble. But there's nothing like football. You know, baseball's going around, too. But, again, nothing like football. And it's just going to be interesting to see if they can sustain, you know, everything supposedly – Players have been testing, you know, negative. Uh, you know, I think there's only been like one actual positive case, you know, over over the past two weeks, which is a good sign, you know. But we'll see how this plays out. But I just know fans are excited to see some football finally tomorrow night and then obviously Washington, Philadelphia on Sunday. There has been a lot of off-field things going on with the Washington football team, most notably the name change. Um Talk to me a little bit about that. I know you've been kind of at the forefront of, uh, you know, being at practice and seeing how things have changed over. And obviously now with new team president Jason Wright, a former player uh, in charge of this team, how has uh, how have things looked at practice with this new regime? Ron Rivera, now the head coach. Uh, what's this new era of Washington football looking like for you? It's professional, you know. I mean, just before I even started practicing you could just see things were going to be run differently and you know to bring in ron rivera proven you know two-time nfl coach of the year guy took a team to the super bowl um also he's also coached an mvp so he, he's seen it all you know he won a super bowl uh, as a player with the chicago bears back in 86 so you know he's seen it all and i think that you know he was perfect for this particular outfit at this time uh you know and and, and i keep telling people too Ron Rivera saw Washington uphand and personal last year. You know, I was down in Charlotte for the game and, uh, you know, Washington probably had their most complete game of the season. And a lot of the young players, Dwayne Haskins, uh, you know, Darius Geis, who was here, he's not any longer. You know, he had a big game. Um, Adrian Peterson had a big game. He's no longer here. But, but you know, on the, the defensive side of the ball, there were a lot of young players making plays, too. And, uh, you know, so I think Ron Rivera saw that this was a team that had some young talent. He knew he could inherit a top draft pick, which he did, and they took Chase Young out of Ohio State. So I, I think that he felt like he had a team that could compete right away, and then if he, you know, sprinkled some some good coaching over these guys, and maybe in a, a you know a year or two or three that they could really be a team that's you know ready to compete on a consistent basis. So I think there's a lot of optimism here, a lot of hope, uh, but it definitely seems like a professional outfit, you know, today and yesterday. You know, they're they're prepping, you know, for for the Eagles. And, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of chatter going on at practice. It was just guys working, and that's what you want to see. And I know over the years of you and I, you know, building our relationship, you've told me about your relationship with Adrian Peterson and how you Mm -hmm. guys were were pretty close over the past couple of seasons. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. no longer with the team. He signs with Detroit. Give me your, you know, reaction to him being released. And then, you know, do you think it was the right move for this team that is so young uh, to move on from a guy that seemed like he was a leader in the locker room? I, I mean, it's, it's a tough one. It's, it's a really, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, but I understand why they did it. Uh, you know, they've got some some pretty versatile young running backs. And, uh, you know, they, they want to get these guys on the field and, and develop them and, and I think they also know, you know, realistically, they're not a playoff football team right now. I mean, it's hard to say that before anyone's lined up. You don't know how things play out. But realistically, this is a, a team that should be improved, much improved. But they only won three games last year. So if they, you know, could, could rattle off three or 
four more wins, you know, that's seven and nine, and, and that's a sign of improvement. So they're not a playoff caliber team at this moment unless, you know, everything really gels and clicks. So with that being said, you have Adrian Peterson, who is Adrian Peterson. You know, he doesn't need any introduction. Uh, he's first ballot Hall of Famer, but – you know, you, you would have a situation where Adrian would, would basically be taking carries from guys that you're trying to, to develop and he wouldn't be a long term, you know, you know, solution at all because, you know, he's at the, pretty much the end of his career. Uh, you know, he still has some good football left in him. And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised in Detroit. Uh, you know, I know they have carry on Johnson and DeAndre Swift, you know, rookie out of Georgia, but Adrian Peterson's still Adrian Peterson. And, you know, I'll give you a little stat last year. You know, he obviously rushed for over four point yards, you know, average more than four yards a carry. And uh, that's the 10th time he's done that in his 13 year career. But ironically, in all of those other 10 seasons, he, you know, rushed for four or more. He uh, this was last year was the least amount of attempts he he rushed in doing so. So he's still a little fresh. You know, he still has some. I know he's older and you would think he's got a lot of mileage on him, but he still has some some football left in him. And I think he'll do well. In Detroit, but Washington, Kyle, they had to make, you know, a hard decision, and they did. and And I think most people here in town understand that. And they're, you know, they they're going to miss Adrian, the professionalism. I'm going to miss him, obviously. He's had great conversations with him. You know, he's a class act. He really is. But this is a young team, and these are the, the decisions that teams have to make that are the tough ones. And like you said, they're a young team, and it seems like they've got that young triangle now of Dwayne Haskins. Terry McLaurin and everybody's like off-season darling, especially in the fantasy football community, Antonio Gibson. Uh, What have you seen from him in practice? And is this hype warranted? Like, is Antonio Gibson going to be like that next big, you know, running back, especially in this division that is peppered with three really high caliber running backs? I'm just going to say this. If you put... You know, I'm a, I'm a Penn State guy, you know, you, you know, I'm a big Saquon guy. But if you put those guys next to each other, if you put Zeke Elliott next to Antonio Gibson as well, Antonio Gibson might be as big as those guys. I mean, he's a big, big back. And uh, when I say a big back, his legs are tree trunks. I mean, they <laughs> literally are. He, he's got, you know, some of the biggest thighs I've ever seen. And Saquon may be number one, but this guy's not trailing too far behind. That's how strong he is. So, you know, but but he has tremendous speed. So now you're talking about a power back that if he gets in the open field, no one's going to catch him. So it's an exciting time to see what he can do. And, yeah, if you're playing fantasy football out there, yeah, Antonio Gibson, remember that name. You can probably get him right now for a dollar. <laughs> but he may get you. He may give you elite back, you know, stuff. And on top of that, remember at, at at Memphis, you know, he was also a wide receiver at times too. So he can catch the football. So, you know, in this offense, Scott Turner, the new offensive coordinator, think of the things that they did with Christian McCaffrey over the last two, three years. You know, you saw him emerge as perhaps the best back in the league, if not one of the top two or three, in my opinion. You know, but he's a guy that catches the ball, too. So they're going to spread the ball around. And I don't think this is going to be a traditional old school you know, Carolina type offense where, 
you know, Ron Rivera, when he was in Carolina, they really ran the football quite a bit and had low percentage passes, things like that. I think they're going to be able to put the ball down the field because Dwayne Haskins has an amazing arm and uh, he's lost a lot of weight. He looks ready to go as well. So it's just going to be exciting to see what they can do freshly out the gate against a, a team that a lot of people, you know, still have as a playoff contender. So it's going to be interesting. How absolutely insane is it that Alex Smith is on this active roster right now? You know, just today, <laughs> just watching him going through drills, and I and I just you can't help but look down at his leg. You know, you just you can't help, and you're just saying, how in the world is he out here? And he looks comfortable. I mean, he really does. I mean, I I'm still skeptical. I think a lot of people are, but and it's just because you know we were there when that injury happened and how horrific it was um you know just just seeing the recovery and the process he had to go through you know no one's betting against the guy because he's already shut everybody up just by making the roster you know being on the roster but i don't think he's content to just be on the roster i think he at some point feels like he wants to get on the field I don't think that will happen um, just because I think Dwayne Haskins is entrenched as the starter here. And he would have to look awful in order to be pulled. So, uh, you know, but but the fact that, yes, that Alex is out there, it's amazing. This uh, You know, he's all ready to come back player of the year before even anyone's even taken it down. They probably already have his name engraved in the trophy. <laughs> and how much of an asset is he going to be, you know, just to be there with Dwayne Haskins as he goes into – another year of his career like you said he's lost weight he looks you know ready to go how big of an asset has Alex Smith been for Dwayne Haskins and his growth in this Washington offense oh I, I think that goes without question that that's huge you know and uh, and he has helped Dwayne quite a bit and Dwayne has said those things you know just to have a, a veteran of that caliber um and not just any veteran you know we're, we're talking about a veteran People always say Alex Smith, you know, did he live up to the hype of being a number one draft pick? Listen, everywhere he's been, he's won. And the guys that have replaced him weren't chopped liver. <laughs> I mean, you know, he was replaced in Kansas City by a guy that has the potential to go down as one of the greats of all time. He's already almost at that level now and talking about Pat Mahomes. In San Francisco, the guy that moved him out of there was Colin Kaepernick, who had a hell of a run for two years, you know, so... It wasn't like he was getting moved out by just anyone. He was getting moved out by guys that were transcendent players that the league had never seen, um, you know, as far as the things that they were capable of doing out on the field. Uh, but everywhere he's been, he's won. And, and, and those two guys gave him great, great credit, you know, for getting them ready. Naturally, you think that's going to happen with Dwayne and you're already starting to see it. It's just the professionalism that Dwayne has now, the, his, his, the aura around him is a little different it's not so much a, a first round draft pick with a lot of potential it's a guy that's showing you man that arm I mean, he made some some throws today that were just like i've covered the team for a long time and i haven't seen too many guys be able to do what he can do with a football if everything clicks for him though you know all across the board washington could have themselves a long-term franchise quarterback and i think that's the goal and that's what everyone is expecting before we flip to the defense, I, I did bring up uh, you know this triangle of, of young rising superstars for Washington, and Terry McLaurin is a guy that I absolutely hate as part of this Washington football team because I love him so much. Um, how has he looked, and do you think he's poised to really take that next step and become like the wide receiver one for this for this Washington team? 
Yeah, I think last year he had emerged to be their one. And, uh, you know, there were times where teams were double-teaming him and running two guys over, you know, a guy over top of him. And he still found ways to make plays. I mean, he, he had some uncontested, um, you know, catches. And then he had some 50-50 balls that he just went up and out four guys for, you know. So he can do everything. And then you pair that with his great speed. You know, we're talking about a guy that's a 4-3, you know, 4-4 guy that he can really move, you know. So you pair all those things up with him being ultra tough on top of that. I mean, this guy was a special team star at Ohio State, you know, and, you know, got caught up in just being in a great wide receiver room, a lot of talent at Ohio State. So it wasn't anything against his game. It's just he played for a program that had, you know, five five blue chippers, you know, guys at every position, um, you know, everywhere. And, and that's what he was up against. So, you know, to come into his own as a rookie, off from day one there was something different about this guy and, and and you know you remember i was talking to you about him I'm like this guy's mm-hmm. catching my attention it's just it, it's there's no way that they can't do something with him i mean he has to be out there and he just kept elevating his game and on a week week by week basis he got better and better to the point where this offseason he was telling us that he really wants to be one of the dominant elite receivers in the game and that's what you want to hear you, you a guy got a chance to see that he could be really special and now he wants to be great, and, and his work ethic is there. So I do expect for him to take the next step and be in that maybe that second-tier group of receivers that people are talking about that are, you know, maybe not the DeAndre Hopkins, you know, in the Julio Jones category, not yet at least, but but that second-tier guy, you know, where, um, you know, when you get a Madden or something like that, you may get an 89-90 with this guy. <laughs> Hey, I mean, and for for this team that's looking to continue growing, that's a, a big piece uh, moving absolutely. forward. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they've got themselves some nice young playmakers. We just have to see them now, you know, transfer from the practice field to the game field and put it all together and do it consistently for a while. But I think I think I think I think the sky is really looking up for for Washington. I do, um, you know, not to sell hope or anything, but they just have some talent. They really do. And then if the defense, which, you know, we'll talk about here shortly, if the defense can rise to the occasion and, and be what was expected of them last year, well, now you're adding in just an absolute freak of a specimen in, in Chase Young. I mean, the guy can do pretty much anything on the field. And he's making some veteran offensive linemen look bad at times, you know, so that that's what you want. You know, that's not any indication that those linemen are bad. It's just this guy's that special. And I think that he's going to be able to show you guys something immediately on Sunday while he was the number two pick in the draft. And that's the one thing that concerns me with this Eagles-Washington matchup is the the Washington defensive line always comes out and terrorizes the Eagles offensive line one way or another especially Ryan Kerrigan but now you add Chase Young into the mix you have another year of Montez Sweat out there Jonathan Allen Deron Payne this defensive front looks terrifying for opposing offensive lines how have they looked you know throughout training camp and throughout practice and do you think that they are ready to you know take that next step to be mentioned as one of the top defensive lines in football yeah, I do. I, I mean, I, I, I see them having a, a 49ers, you know, type renaissance. I do. I, I think they're that talented. You know, the irony is they have all these uh, number one, you know, first round picks, um, you know, four uh, defensive linemen taken over the last four years. But, you know, the, the, the guy that may have been the most consistent out of all of them is a guy that's not far from up there, um, Matt Ioannidis, who played at mm-hmm. Temple. 
he's been their most consistent and to me been their best defensive player uh you know in the last two three years he's not going to even start this year <laughs> i mean that's how loaded that defensive line is and they're just going to come in waves you know when when pain and ionitis come out you i'm, I'm sorry when pain and um jonathan allen come out then you have ionitis you have tim settle who played really well last year he's out of virginia tech um you know so you have those guys and then you have these linebackers that can stand up or put their hand in the dirt in a Chase Young, in a Ryan Kerrigan, in a Montez Sweat. Um, don't forget about Ryan Anderson, who played really well down the stretch last year as well. Um, and they've got some guys that they've drafted, you know, some young rookies that they're really excited about, too. So they're just going to keep coming at you on waves. And the big thing is, is that you have... Uh, Jack Del Rio is their defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. You know, so this is a guy that's had some success as a coach, uh, you know, as a coordinator and as a player. Um, so I just think this it's a different vibe now, and they're going to be tough. I mean, you know, Jack Del Rio, you know, Ron Rivera. They they are smash mouth guys. They're coming downhill. So I'm I'm excited to see what this defense can finally do now that they have coaches that will coach to the ability of the players and not try to make them run systems that just weren't adequate for their skill sets. And Washington added a former Eagle in the offseason that I think a lot of Eagles fans were just thrilled to see finally off of the roster, and that's Ronald Darby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> how, how has he looked uh, this offseason, and do you think he's going to be you know one of those corners that this Washington team needed to uh, put opposite of Kendall Fuller? Yeah, I mean, you know, Ron Rivera likes Ronald Darby. You know, he likes his toughness. You know, he understands that, you know, the kid was pretty much outside of his first year in Buffalo where I think he was like all rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he had a lot of injuries. And, um, you know, I had a friend um, that, that coached with the Eagles last year defensively, and he, he told me that there were times where, you know, he was struggling to just get his get his body right. You know, he had the, the ankle injury up there with the Eagles. And, you know, so it just seems like Ronald Darby's always been injured. But if he can be injury free, I, I definitely think he can help the secondary. I, I'm not sure if he's a long term answer as a starter, as the opposite corner outside of a Fabian Moreau. I think that's Kendall Fuller, clearly. Uh, but this is definitely a guy that, you know, can rotate in with guys and, um, you know, be, be a nickel guy at times. Um, you know, he, he definitely has potential to give them some added, you know, bonus play in that secondary for sure but but i think right now you know a guy like jimmy moreland is is a guy that they're really high on and i think that he's a guy that's going to get a lot of time this year either in the slot or or at times maybe on the outside but i think kendall fuller and and fabian moreau clearly your starters for right now now this washington defense gets to avoid uh first round pick jalen rager in week one due to his injury but Hmm. the eagles had a lot of speed on offense how do you think this defense overall matches up with a, a new look Eagles offense, another year under the belt for Miles Sanders. Um, you know, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard have obviously been kind of the two consistent pieces on this offense, but how do you think this new look defense matches up against the speed of the Eagles offense? I think they match up very well. The, the, Washington's defense could be one of the faster defenses in the league. I mean, that's just how dynamic they can be in their different sets and packages. Um, you, you know, again, I have no problem mentioning my old school Penn State and Miles Sanders is a guy that really, I think, will be the focal point of the offense for the Eagles this year. And I don't think they're hiding that. I think they want to 
they want to run with Miles Sanders and pass with Miles Sanders. You know, <laughs> I, I, um, that's no hidden secret. And, and he's earned that. I mean, he's a really good back, really good young back. He's dynamic. He can do a lot of things. And, and you saw his last year progress. He just got better and better. So if you compare him up with a healthy Carson Wentz, and that's a big if, you know, but if you compare him up with a healthy Carson Wentz, at least, you know, you have a nice one-two punch at your quarterback and running back. But I think everything with the Eagles, as you guys know, it starts with wide receiver. You know, mm-hmm. who's going to be the guy? Is it Deshaun Jackson? Is it, you know, um, I know Nelson Aguilar's gone now. You know, um, uh, Jeffries is still there, you know, and then you have Rager, who's not going to play this week. So it's just going to be, you know, is it going to be the kid, I think, from uh, from Stanford from last year? You know, so you have some players there, but who's going to really be the go-to guy? Naturally, you would think it's Deshaun, but he is a year older. You know, that speed will never go away. He's still going to be able to run by most. Uh, but but durability has always been the question, you know, with him. Is he going to be durable enough to sustain a full season because the Eagles are going to need him? And I think if you go back to last year when he got hurt, you know, when that abdominal injury kicked in, it, the offense just almost came to a complete halt as far as their passing game. You know, and I know there was a lot of injuries as well. But, you know, when you have that kind of guy that you can throw the ball out to, Carson Wentz has a big arm, you know, that opens up the defense. It, it, you know, takes the lid off defenses. That's what he does best. And it opens up lanes for Miles Sanders. So if all that's working, Eagles offense will be be tough to stop. But I think Washington will be up for the challenge. I, I think this game's going to be, for me right now, as of today, it's a pick em. I, I don't see a clear favorite in this game. Um, there won't be any any uh, crowd participation because there will be no crowd at the stadium. It'll just be us in the media. And and that might be a good thing for Washington because the last two years, I kid you not, my friend, uh, FedEx Phil was almost like the link South. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was that, that many Eagles fans in the building. So there won't be any now. So it's just going to come down to man on man football. I have to give an edge to the home team just because of the settings and the circumstances and surroundings. Um, I think the Redskins have a chance to, oops, let me, there we go. That's my one slip up. <laughs> I, have it, I have it one a week. Uh, the Washington football team definitely have a chance to pull this game off. And I, I think we're probably looking at like a 20 to 17, 17, 13 type football game. It's going to be an old school NFC's football game. Who do you think's your, your X factor in this one? Because my matchup I'm looking forward to is Terry McLaurin and Darius Slay. I think that's yeah, going that's, to be awesome a fun <laughs> matchup to watch. Awesome matchup. I, I, I'll tell you right now, I think it boils down. I think it's Chase Young or Montez Sweat or Ryan Kerrigan, whoever they line up opposite Jason Peters. I mean, you know, he's you, you're moving an older guy back out to tackle because of injuries. Um, you, you know, is that and they're going to test him. I mean, we're talking about a, he's an all pro, you know, uh, potential hall of fame lineman i mean he's that good uh but he's older now and he's coming off some injuries too so you know you got these young young dogs coming at you play after play after play and they're going to switch different guys he's going to have a full day's work come sunday so that's my x factor to see how they can attack you know carson Wentz blindside that's what you have to come at yeah it's going to be a fun matchup um it's always a blast talking Eagles and now Washington football team. I do have to ask you, what do you think the over under is before we find out the new uh, branding of this team? 
Uh, you mean as far as the game or just in, in general for them? Just in general for them. When do you think we'll have the, the new branding uh, with the new team name and everything? Yeah, I don't think it'll be this year at all. I think it, it'll be, you know, heading into, uh, you know, potentially maybe training camp of next year. So they're going to be the Washington football team for a full year just because, you know, legal reasons and, uh, you know, to, to find the name that you want and get it patented and trademarked. And, you know, it's a lot of work that goes into that. And, um, you know, I thought that the name that they wanted, I, I still think it's in play, and that's the Warriors. Uh, you know, there's there's some things they've got to work out with uh, someone that owns that, <laughs> you know, to get that done if they want to go with that. I still think that's in play. I really, really do. Uh, but I know a lot of the fans here in this market, they, they like the Red Wolves. That seems to be circulating around on social media. Um, not sure how I feel about that, uh, but I, I like Warriors better than Red Wolves. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Sunday can't get here fast enough. If you're not following Lake Lewis on Twitter. You're doing NFL Twitter wrong. Lake, let everybody know where they can check out all of your Washington football team coverage and follow you on Twitter. Uh, you can check me out on um, pretty much all social media platforms at Lake Lewis Jr. Also check us out at uh, sportsjourney.com uh, online and then on social media at sportsjourney or sportsjourney.com. So we're out there. Just, just look us up, and we definitely appreciate the love and the follow and uh, getting back on the show with you. It's always a blast. Looking forward to uh, week one and down the line, week 17, another showdown with these two teams. Uh, best of luck this season covering the team, and, and stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good, my friend. I'm going to get you on my podcast, which is uh, After Practice with Lake Lewis. I'll get you on my podcast, uh, maybe to wrap up the game after the game. We'll, we'll get you on next week if that sounds good. Absolutely. Sign me up. All right. Sounds good, my friend. I appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks a lot now. And there you have it, everybody. Lake Lewis Jr., one of the best Washington football team insiders in the game. It's going to be a fun matchup on Sunday. Eagles-Washington is always, always a a battle. These two teams go at it. Uh, There's obviously rivalry implications with Deshaun Jackson and his uh, pass with Washington. Ronald Darby, now part of the Washington football team defense. This defense for Washington looks very, very good. And like we said, it's going to be something to watch when it comes to the Eagles offensive line going up against the likes of Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, and the rest of those boys in the trenches for Washington. Um, I'm very excited, and I I do believe this is a pick'em. It's going to be a high-scoring game, in my opinion. I think there's going to be a lot of offense to be had, but the defenses are also going to play a big factor, and I think whoever ends up winning the turnover battle comes away with the first W of 2020. in the NFC East, this is this is divisional games that mean a lot more. Uh, the expanded playoffs are going to be something to watch, and you know Washington could be a sneaky team that early on kind of upsets some teams uh, throughout the season. So definitely something the Eagles want to take care of business early and often in this game, and put up enough points to where Washington really can't come back, and you can kind of set the tone of the game going forward. You guys are the absolute best. This is year three of Eagles enemies right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Absolutely crazy the way this show started and the success of this show continues to grow and grow as football season approaches. And uh, we wouldn't be able to do it without the best damn listeners in the podcast universe. So shout out to you guys for making Eagles enemies the hit success that it's been uh, now going into year three. But make sure you guys 
are following us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at UndergroundPHI, all season long, Eagles content through the roof. Like I said, obviously you're listening to this, so Eagles Enemies is back. We've got fantasy football content going on over at 4th and Goal USP on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the website, all new written content, uh, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. All your written content over there. And uh, we're, we're entering the, the busiest time of our our podcasting uh, you know cycle. It's football season. Football season goes absolutely crazy here at Underground Sports. So if you're riding with us, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. Let me know what you guys are thinking about this Eagles team. The matchup on Sunday against Washington. What's the Eagles record going to be overall? Any Eagles takes, leave it in our Apple Podcast reviews. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And you can check us out on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Football season, man. I am ready to run through a brick wall. It is super exciting. I cannot wait. Eagles Enemies is back. Year three. Big shout out again to my good friend Lake Lewis Jr. One of the best in the game covering the Washington football team. And episode two of the 2020 season will be back next week. Los Angeles Rams. Might have a couple special guests for that episode because you guys know who the OG underground athlete is. Uh, And returning to the show next week, good friend of the podcast, the one and only Cam DeSilva from the Rams Wire USA Today Network will be making his return uh, to talk Eagles Rams. So get pumped for that. You guys are the best. Shout out to our sponsors, Tomahawk Shades and Manscaped absolute best making this show run smoothly this has been episode one of season three of eagles enemies right here on underground sports philadelphia enjoy the games football is back and as always go birds we'll talk to you guys next week (laughs) 